Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Live from the Whiskey 61 Lounge inside the Bank Plus Studio. You are listening to Mississippi's number one sports talk show, The Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bounds. Streaming worldwide live on the Out of Bounds radio app and on your radio at ESPN 105.9. The Soul. You know, something that I'm fired up about and I didn't realize... I was at Two Brothers yesterday in Starville. Smoked meats, you know, Two Brothers, restaurant, bar, Cotton District, right by campus. And um, I took my son to lunch. You know, he's up in college now. And, I mean, they hadn't started school, but he's up there. And so we we go to Two Brothers. And I'm looking around. We're upstairs. We get some wings because it was hammer time. I mean, the wings are... Have you ever had the wings? Hammer time. Yeah, I have had the wings. I like I like them a lot. Two Brothers is... I mean, they have... I think my favorite taco is the... They have that really good shrimp taco. I, that's what we had, the fried shrimp taco. Yeah. It's, that, it's amazing. That's so good. And I think the chicken has that white barbecue sauce on it, the chicken taco. I know one of them has... Yes, yeah, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yes. that one's phenomenal. Yeah. So, you know, they got the pork belly, like you said, the fried shrimp. Right, They've right. got chicken tacos and so on. Well, I look over and... uh I'd been talking to our our guys. You know, we're there's several beers that we're gonna have fun with this football season. I, you know, we're, we've been talking about Stella and what a great beer it is, and uh, you know, people know all about Michelob Ultra, and um, we really can't wait to introduce more into the market. Key City from Vicksburg and Southern Prohibition from Hattiesburg. Um, Kona Big Wave from Hawaii. I hate what's happening out there, by the way. I feel for those people with the fires. But Kona Big Wave is is an amazing beer. And I look up, and I see a poster at Two Brothers. You know who's on the poster, Jason? Who's that? Hardy. <laughs> really? I forgot he's a big state guy. Well, he's also a big Bush Light guy. And we're oh. going to have some fun with Bush Light. This football season. Let's go. And so there's a poster staring right at me, and it says, real country is Bush country. And Bush Light is proud to partner with Hardy. Well, you know where Hardy's from? I do not. I know he's from Mississippi. Philadelphia, right? Mississippi. Wow. And he's pretty big. Or the metro area of. But, yeah, yeah, he's <laughs> huge. And uh, I thought that was awesome. So I, I texted our guy, and I said, hey, is Hardy still... Um partnered with bush light and he was like yeah i went boom 
We're going to have some fun. In fact, I think we need to throw a bush light party up here. Oh, come on. Yeah. Come on. I'm yeah. I'm here. Yeah. And we may have to get Hardy on the show. Wow. I now, mean, he wears, you know, I met him. Did I tell you I met him during baseball season? No, I don't think you did. He was at one of the lofts up in Duty Noble. And a friend of mine asked me to come up. I didn't know what was going on. And uh, Hardy was up there. And Bully was up. They brought Bully up there to see him. And they dropped off a bunch of uh, jerseys for him with Hardy on the back. Wow. And some, like, I don't know, special made Adidas shoes. It was really cool. I mean, he had, like, merch. And this dude's genuine. I mean, he, you know, he's just up there in a T-shirt and shorts, right? Of course. Watching some baseball with his, with his boys. Uh, Jason, he was just sitting there, and I, he was visibly moved by the gifts that he received. Wow. The jerseys. He picked up Bully. You got, I mean, Bully's got some weight on him. Well, he's he picked also, up Bully and got pictures. And he was like a kid. You remember when you were seven or eight years old and Santa Claus would come? Oh, yeah. Right? The great, greatest, greatest time of your life. Huge. Whatever it was, 6, 7 a.m. in the morning. You know, that that 20 or 30 minutes. Well, and then playing with your toys throughout the day. Um, you know, it was kind of an angelic, right? Of time. course. Uh, I mean, he he could not believe it when Bully walked in and picks the dog up and starts getting pictures with him. So Hardy is partnered with Bush Light, and uh, that's a beautiful thing. We are the Out of Bounds Show, 105.9 The Zone, ESPN, brought to you by the Ribeye at Kessler Prime in the Renaissance. Jason, how was your ribeye? It was phenomenal. I mean, a perfect medium rare. It was fantastic. And I love those scalloped potatoes, those Gruyere scalloped potatoes. Yeah, my daughter, Ella Hall, I have to, yeah. Those it, are the jam. And if I get a to-go order, I have to know if she's here. I have to know to get the scalloped potatoes. Yeah, and yeah. the asparagus with the hollandaise. I mean, they they did it. That was my first steak at Kessler. I'd been there before after, you know, I worked at local, and so I got off one night. Oh, you go have a, meet yeah. a friend, have right. a beer. I'd go got have it. a beer. Or yeah, I, like, yeah, yeah. I got the tuna steak one time. Oh, tuna, that's good. Tuna's really good, too. It's underrated. Yeah. You know, Most, there's only so much I can talk about other um, entrees like that when we're doing, but I'm glad that you've had the grilled tuna. Yeah, yeah, that, that tuna was the bee's knees, and that, that ribeye, that's special. Oof, oof. All right, ribeye, medium rare. And uh, how about some a Tito's martini straight up with blue, blue cheese olives? Well, you know what I have with mine? What? A glass of Wilderness Trail. Good. I had that rye. Good. That's some good stuff. I love hearing that. I dropped a couple ice cubes in there. Oh, I gave you some Wilderness Trail. Yeah, yeah, you gave Damn. you gave me some over the weekend. I am a good American. Yeah, I, I mean, you left me <laughs> with some bourbon and cheese. Oh yeah, I gave you some MSU jalapeno cheese. How my weekend couldn't have been any better. Damn, set up for success. Wow. And did you have you had any of the MSU jalapeno cheese? I have. I have. That's good stuff. It's a lot of it's. It's got hype around it. People don't understand reason. how versatile it is. Now we I've had it in my house since I was. Whatever, seven years old, okay? So, I'm an aficionado. But, okay. <laughs> I mean, you can do so many different things with the MSU Edom, MSU Cheddar, MSU Jalapeno Cheese. That's why I, I gave you a box. Did you notice I left a box up here? I did. Well, it's getting close to football season. And so, if we entertain anybody, you know, you can just thinly slice it, shave it, mm. put it with something else, and it doesn't get any better. It's 
nothing short. Oh, obviously on a charcuterie board, it's great. But right. I told you about putting it in grits and yeah. um, on a sandwich and many, many other things. Uh, it's so good. Did, what did you use it for? I didn't hear you. I, I put some in my grits. Good. And then I tried some just, just straight up, just slice a little bit off and grabbed a Ritz cracker later, but had to have at least one piece by itself just to get that taste test, you know? I got you. Out of Bounds, 105.9 The Zone ESPN. Wait till you uh, taste the Edom. Have you ever had the Edom? I don't think I have. We're going to have to take your life experience game to another level. <laughs> you haven't had a, an Inez burger at Ciesas. Yeah, that needs to change. Have you ever thing. eaten at Finian's at the bar? Yes, I okay, have eaten good. at Finian's. They got good food. Yes, they do. Um, have you, and then the MSU eat them. That's what we'll do. We'll have a, a party, you know, a get-together, 20 people up here. We'll invite 10 listeners. And we'll have a an unbelievable boar's head charcuterie board, but we'll add in, Nathan will be okay with this, we'll add in some Mississippi State cheese. Obviously, Ooh. boar's head has amazing cheese. But we'll do a little bit of Edom and a little bit of jalapeno for you. Then we'll do some deer sausage. We'll do all the boar's head premium meats. And we'll we'll rock it out, and we'll we'll put Hardy on and drink Bushlight. And you are speaking. I, I'm loving this right now. I would love a party with. Is the Edom? Is that the the ball? Yes. Is like the okay. Yeah. I see. I've seen it. It's I've a mild it. cheese, but delicious. Yeah, I might uh, have had some at the Fulton's house or something like that. Because I'm sure. Okay. I think they're big supporters of the cheese. Also, the you can't go wrong. Edom, cheddar, jalapeno, Mississippi State cheese. You cannot go. And you can do so many different things. You know what you can do when you make uh, red beans and rice or chili when it gets cooler? Which right now it's 50 shades of hell. But um, <laughs> you, 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 do you know what you... All right, so as we get into late October, Jason, but especially November, when you get your red beans and rice at your house and you've got football games on or your chili, I mean, I mean, or your NFL games, do some thinly sliced jalapeno cheese or cheddar or eat them and sprinkle it on top of your red beans and rice. Ooh. It's, yeah. Man. It's the deal. Or like a chili pie, like a Frito pie. Like You lost me there. Oh, but but, but I got Jeff Duncan at 830. NOLA Saints, Jeff Duncan on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. I have to tell you about this game-changing product I use before a night out with drinks. It's called Z-Biotics. Let's face it, after a night out with drinks, I don't bounce back the next day like I used to, and I have to make a choice. I can either have a great night or a great next day, and that is until I found Z-Biotics. Every time I have a Z-Biotics before drinks, I notice a difference the next day. Even after a night out, I can confidently plan on hosting this show and being awesome without worry. Look, I won't lie. I was a bit on the fence about Z-Biotics initially, but then while hanging out with friends over cocktails, I gave it a shot. And believe me, it is the real deal. Go to zbiotics.com slash OOB to get 15% off your first order when you use OOB at checkout. Remember to head to zbiotics.com 
slash OOB and use the code OOB at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Z-Biotics, for sponsoring this episode and our good times. Oh, yeah. I like that. I just, I had no idea I'd missed it. I'm in Two Brothers yesterday. I realized that Hardy is partnered with Bush Light. Real country is Bush country. Bush Light is proud to partner with Hardy. Philadelphia, Mississippi, baby. That's smart of him. Oh, That's, yeah. <laughs> smart of both of them. Yeah. I mean, it's just a uh, White Denzel who spends the whole week at the Neshoba County Fair said uh, Hardy is is all in with his partners because he said he saw him throughout the week. And whenever he saw him, he was drinking Bush Light. You know how we always question whether or not Tiger Woods was really driving a Buick? Oh, yeah. There's no way in hell he was, right? <laughs> Matthew McConaughey? That, yeah. That same thing? Oh, uh, he was a Lincoln. 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 Yeah. That was, yeah. Um, uh, but Hardy and Bush Light, an ice cold Bush Light, country music, an amazing burger or steak. I mean, that's, that's a good move. So real country is Bush country. There's a poster. Second floor or two brothers. Man. <laughs> and I'm sitting there and I'm staring right at it. And I'm like, I had an aha moment. So we're going to have a, a bush light party. I mean, you can have, we'll have other things. Right, right. But uh, man, my Atlanta Braves hat looks good over there, doesn't it? It does. That's a cool Golly. hat. I told you, that's a cool hat. It is good looking. It really is. Um, you think the Braves are going to win it all? Ooh, I don't know if the city of Atlanta could handle it. I know. If they did. They just won it two years ago. Yeah. I mean, I was in uh, I was at a bar in Oxford whenever they won it. Where were you? Was every, it wild? Everybody started shopping. What bar and were you at? I was at the library. Oh, I bet so, that was crazy. And it was also right after the Ole Miss LSU game when, when Ole Miss won in Oxford, uh, Matt Corral's year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and man, I mean, you got... Because Ole Miss is also pretty big for Atlanta people, Texas people, you know, Louisiana. Uh, but it was... Sure bonkers after they won okay huh. i i got into that world series ozzy albies that's my yeah. guy yeah that was the first one in a while that i've been austin raleigh interested in mississippi yeah. state fan right grew up a mississippi state fan signed with mississippi state john cohen said that he thought they had him until the final hour and um still supports msu but you think he's been pretty good for the braves Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff Duncan will join us. SaintsInsiderNola.com coming up on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Ooh, look at all those hats on the NFL Network. Look at all that merch. Wow. Saints are on the front row. You see that? I do. Wow. So are you, I think we've talked about this. Are you a, a merch in the stadium kind of guy or do you buy it beforehand? Merch in, I don't shop in the stadium. So when I was at Truist Park last year and I mentioned picking up that hat, yeah, I was there in the morning. Uh, oh, see, I was there okay. throughout the day because I, I kept see. bouncing in. I was trying to hit as many places as I could. And I kept bouncing in and out of Burn, which is a high-end cigar bar. Right. By okay. Rocky Patel. It's yeah. right by the battery. And uh, I went in at like 11 a.m. in the morning. I would never go in before a game. I'm not 
fighting that kind of nonsense. So I went in at like 11 a.m. in the morning and it was still busy, but I was able to, you know, I can't be that many people shuffling in and out. That gets me. And I could, <laughs> I could kind of focus on what hat I, I wanted and I ended up grabbing the Dale Murphy Braves hat. I love it. Great move. Yeah. But I I don't really wear just a ton of merch to, well, I don't really, to games. Um, but I've gotten more into it the last few years. I really have. Okay. And we've, we've been given a bunch of really cool stuff. Blake got into it. That kind of shifted us into, we've got jerseys back there, you know, that I probably need to get some framed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Where, I mean, where do you go to get a, like, where's an inexpensive but good place to get a jersey framed? Let's ask our listeners. Good call. Uh, Ag Up Equipment text line, 601-885-3776. 885-3776. Where do you go to get a, a jersey framed around around here? Um, Some local places, because we know of a couple big, you know, chains, but... I can't think of like a local place. I can't think of either. What's the chain? Uh, like Hobby Lobby. Oh, I didn't know they did that. Yeah, they I've can, never been to one. I know they can frame a lot of stuff for you. I'm pretty sure they can do a okay a jersey for you. Okay, is there one here? Yeah, yeah, there is. There's one over by, um, you know, right off 463 across the across the interstate. I know what you're talking about. Yep, over yeah, by yeah. Academy, right before and, you get to Main Street. Exactly. Yeah, I've never been. I've never. Does that surprise you? That I've never Not, been to a Hobby Lobby? Well, actually, kind of, because, I mean, I'm guessing that your kids played sports. and Do they have sports stuff? Yeah, I think so. No, I, not like Dick's Sporting Goods. No, but, I mean, they have, like, or like when I was growing up and I was a Boy Scout and we had those little, the wooden box, uh, or the wooden cars that you would, like, carve. and Yeah, make. yeah, I did they, that when I was a Cub Scout. Yeah, they Boy had, Scout. Yeah, they had stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, so we went to Hobby Lobby. We, uh, I actually, I either wanted or came in second. I can't remember. My car was maroon. And this was back nice. in the John Bond, Johnny Cooks days. And the car may have been 13, but I uh, the race was at Riverside Park in Bellhaven. Okay. Uh, LaFleur Park. LaFleur, yeah. LaFleur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it may, I guess it was LaFleur even then. Yeah, I, I wasn't really paying attention with the name, but of course it was <laughs> over there at on Riverside Drive at LaFleur Park in probably 1981. Give or take. That used to get exciting. Those yeah. little, those car races. No doubt. They like have that big incline for it or the decline. That used to be like, I, I used to look forward to that for like weeks. Absolutely. I, I, I wasn't in long, um, you know, maybe a year, maybe two. But uh, we got to play side yard football really every meeting. So that was worth it oh, for nice. me. Nice. We are the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Uh, did you see what Phil Mickelson did to Rory McIlroy again? So Rory commented on the fact that it is alleged by Phil Mickelson's former gambling, gambling slash business partner, Billy Walters, and that book's coming out this week, that Phil was trying to get in a $400,000 bet for the 2012 Ryder Cup at Medina. Okay. And Billy Walters told him no. Now, he didn't know if Phil found another option. Knowing Phil, I would think he did. But maybe he didn't, okay? But Rory commented on it. And did you see 
how savage Phil Mickelson was to Roy McElroy. I mean, here's Phil's quote. He's right. I can bet on it. I'm probably going to bet on Rory to lose every match he plays in. <laughs> Remember when he was crying at the last Ryder Cup? Me too. Woof. Dude, <laughs> these guys are not going to eat caviar and drink Dom together. Um, either at the Ryder Cup or anywhere on tour. And they can't let it go. I mean, there is just a lot of deep-rooted animosity between Phil Mickelson and Rory McIlroy, which we've always talked about. You know, golf needs more Tabasco, Jason. Yeah, yeah. Right? It's such a great sport. Um, And and I love watching the majors in the Ryder Cup and the fact that we have a Ryder Cup, what, in a few weeks? Oh, yeah. That's the only time I turn my attention away. I mean, I'll do both. I'll, I'll golf and football that weekend because I love the Ryder Cup. And we haven't been as successful as I wanted us to be, but I'm hoping that we'll have a, uh, I don't know, a big weekend and come home with the dub. Yeah. But I recognize that the European slash world players that we're going against are phenomenal. And they get into it. I don't think we were quite as where we needed to be as far as our approach, both mentally and otherwise. But the the Ryder Cup's going to be, you thought it was chippy, Jason? Now with Liv, with Phil's, the books on Phil and gambling, this Ryder Cup is going to be as intense and trash-talking as any of them ever in the history of the Ryder Cup. And it's going to be on a football weekend. It's going to be brought to you by Stella Artois, too. Jeff Duncan, Saints Insider, coming up next. Oh, good morning. Welcome in. We are the Out of Bounds Show, 105.9 The Zone ESPN. Our guests join us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Bundle your car and home and save with your local Farm Bureau Insurance agent in any of the 82 counties in the state of Mississippi. This is 105.9 The Zone ESPN. We're streaming on YouTube right now, live on YouTube. Search Out of Bounds Sports. We welcome in our friend Jeff Duncan. NOLA.com, Saints NFL Insider. Jeff Duncan, good morning. How are you? Hey, Bo. I'm doing good, man. Good to hear from you. Well, first of all, thanks for hanging out with us because I know it's a busy time for you with with training camp. But uh, before I get into the Saints and their super easy schedule and what a great opportunity this is for them this year, as someone who who covered Sean Payton start to finish in New Orleans, who wrote a great book on Peyton and Breeze and has hung out with Sean socially, and you know how he works and ticks and runs hot. Uh, Were you even surprised? Did you think it was a little out of bounds that he went after Nathaniel Hackett the way he did a couple weeks ago, Jeff? Yeah, it's a good question, Bo, and I'll tell you, if I can hedge there, I, I kind of was surprised and wasn't surprised at the same time. But like it, it didn't surprise me. He was candid and um, and unvarnished 
and unfiltered in his comments. I guess what surprised me was that he used his name and went directly after uh, Hackett. That that, that kind of that kind of crossed the line a little bit. I think he could have, if he would have just stayed by saying overall it was one of the worst coaching jobs and just kind of left it as the staff and maybe uh, anonymously figured out who it was that he was targeting. But to name the coach uh, was a little out of line and out of character, and I think he walked it back a day later and. I think a lot of that comes from the ownership out there, you know, the Walton Pinner group, who I know Sean Payton is very excited about working for and has great respect for them. And and look, they kind of they kind of stuck their necks out to hire Sean Payton uh, last year, and for him to kind of immediately put his foot in his mouth, I think uh, probably didn't sit well with them, and that's probably why he walk it back so quickly okay jeff duncan on the out of bounds show covered sean for 15 years what wouldn't you say there's an unwritten rule somewhat about that in the nfl that you don't you don't go there the way sean did not not publicly yeah not publicly you're right i I think so but that's also part of the package you get with sean payton i mean it it's what you get. I mean, we saw it here in New Orleans, and and, and it, Saints fans loved him for it, right? When he's sure. Doing the choke when he's doing the choke sign at Devontae Freeman during a game at a player on the field. I mean, that's certainly not normal or customary behavior by NFL head coach. Saw him doing the skull clap, mocking Vikings fans at a game in Minnesota, and then losing the game a few minutes later. That's that's you don't see a lot of head coaches doing that. Uh, so, you know, that's that's part of what I think uh, endears him to some fans, but also what I think polarizes him among other NFL fans. And and I remember writing a column, though, probably five years ago, saying that Sean Payton was single handedly making the Saints one of the most hated teams in the league. Yes. Because I remember of his when actions. Yeah. Yeah. Because of his actions. And and. And he took offense to that. I had conversations with him about it, but it was true. It was true because you know fans love to hate him, and but but Saints fans, I think, loved Sean Payton because for years this organization had had sand kicked in their face by the Forty ers and the Rams and other division teams, and now they had the bully on the block, and I think they loved that when he was here. Sure, they did, no doubt. Uh, do you? Jeff Duncan, Saints Insider on the Out of Bounds Show, uh, great uh, wrote a great book on on Sean Payton and Drew Brees, and has covered Sean from the jump in New Orleans. Now, obviously, he's with the Broncos. We'll see what they do. He's already making noise, as Jeff and I are talking about. Um, he's great for Sports Talk Radio and for Jeff. Well, as far as coaching fraternity, uh, Jeff, and I don't mean you're not going to get along with everybody in any walk of life, but do you think? Sean's got a bunch of buddies or do you think because he runs so hot and some of the things you just referenced, he may have a few, but not that many. How do you see it? You know, I think he's got more, uh, more colleagues and um, people in the business on his side than would be against him. But he certainly has alienated probably Robert Sala and that staff for sure. That game, I think week five against the Jets is going to be great theater. There's no doubt about it. But, you know, he had that before in, in New Orleans. Remember uh, him and uh, I'm trying to remember the coach with the Bucks that he kind of got into it at the post-game handshake. I think it was Dirk Cutter maybe. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, he's had these kind of um, 
snafus with people before in the past. I, I remember him at the NFL owners meetings in Scottsdale, Arizona, a few years back when asked a question by a national media representative about the, the trend of hiring young assistant coaches, offensive-minded coaches, without a lot of skins on the wall, without a lot of big resumes. And I remember him plainly saying, yeah, we, we look forward to playing against those coaches. <laughs> you know, it was a very cocky thing to say. Uh, you know, that's Sean Payton. And I'm sure what that we all know who they were who they were referencing, right? It, it was the Sean McVay tree that now oh, yeah. has grown so wide around yeah. the league. So I'm sure that group, but but I know for a fact that he and Sean McVay are very tight. And I could see that for each other. Yeah. So I, I think sometimes we get caught up in it a little more with the headlines than what really goes on in the league. Uh, would you say, you know how? Uh, people are talking about since last year with Phil Mickelson and the whole live tour and Alan Shipnuck with the book on Phil. And now there's another book coming out this week by Billy Walters, uh, who was his gambling partner, gambling business partner and, and how Phil runs hot. Would you say that Sean Payton runs hot? Oh yes, for sure. And I think, I think more, it, it's more of a reaction from, coaches around the league of like, oh, there goes Sean again. You know, there that's Sean. I mean, I guarantee you that's what Mickey Loomis was thinking when he read those comments sitting in his office on Airline Drive. <laughs> well, there we go again. He's he's now Denver's problem, not mine. You know, like <laughs> but but they all love Sean Payton and respect him, but it's it's kinda like th- these are the things that come with him. And I personally, like you said earlier, I love it. I love somebody I mean Heck I think the yeah. league and yeah, everyone's gotten so like I don't know vanilla and and, and cliched, and that's not Sean Payton. So I, I love that side of him. No, I do too. Jeff Duncan Nola dot com does a great job covering the NFL and the Saints. He joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. Knows Sean Payton really well. Have you spent? I know y'all have hung out um, before, uh, like outside of the work relationship that y'all had. Um, I do think it's pretty cool that at times over the years he would get mad as hell at you and he could then shake it and and then move on um you don't find that in collegiate athletics uh, or I haven't for the most part but um have you hung out with him like in that year during the year off or in the last year and change have you hung out with him any Jeff no, no, I haven't, and that's mainly because of, um, you know, being buried in this book project I'm doing with Steve Gleason, where we're we're just 24 hours working on the book. So I have talked to Sean, especially during the off season. Uh, he he now lives in the off season out in Idaho at Gaza Ranch. If you've ever been out to Lake Coeur d'Alene, it's a beautiful part of the country, and uh, he likes the West Coast living. It's close to his daughter Megan, who's based in L.A. Now that he's in Denver, it's easy for him to get around. He hangs out a lot with John Elway and Wayne Gretzky. They all live in the same development, play a lot of golf together. So he's got a good life going right now. Wow. He's very happy. Very happy right now with with where things are at. Okay. That's that's pretty cool. I'd love to hang out with Wayne Gretzky. Uh what about did you see where he got the Jordan brand? Sean Payton got the Jordan brand brand deal and and how fitting is that jeff 
Well, he's he's had that deal. Oh, okay. I think it got re-upped, maybe. Okay. But he had it when he was here with the Saints and used to wear those shoes, and he was the envy of all the players on the team because he had a Jordan Brand endorsement. Uh, I think he's the only coach, if I remember correctly, in the league that has that deal. That's incredible. Uh, and he, yeah, he's he's hung out with Jordan down at. They often go down to Jordan uh, to the golf. Uh, club that he belongs to down in the, the Miami area and play with him down there. And I think Mickey Loomis has gone down there t- together. Yeah. It, it, he's got a unique kind of star power. I think Sean Payton does and kind of fascinates people. It's, it's funny. I find it funny though, that when I tweet about him on my social media platform, there's a real divide among the fan base. And I think it's, it, it's really reflective of the tribal nature of sports. Uh, now that Sean Payton's not the Saints head coach, there's a lot of people that, get upset that I'm talking about him, but yet people can't, people are fascinated by him. So uh, I'm not going to stop talking about Sean Payton because he's the greatest coach in the history of the organization and certainly uh, should be respected for what he did here and turning this franchise around. No question. Um, I've told you briefly the story about my aunt owning two restaurants down there in New Orleans and she had tickets in the eighties and it got to the point where I was telling my dad that I didn't want to go. That's how miserable it was. I mean, and for a kid, you would think whenever somebody said, let's go to an NFL game, you, you know, you're already running to the car, right? And that's how, right. that's how terrible it and boring. God, they were boring. And, and Sean and, and Drew and Mickey rebooted that whole thing. It, it, it's funny you say that about Sean Payton, Jeff. Jeff Duncan, NOLA.com, um, writing a book on Steve Gleason, wrote a book, uh, Peyton and Breeze, great book on the behind the scenes of that duo, Hall of Fame duo, and resurrecting the the Saints. It's same thing with in, in our area, that applies to Hugh Freeze because he's so talented, so polarizing, Jeff, and was at Ole Miss and caught lightning in a bottle and, and had a couple of monster years. And now all of a sudden he's at Auburn and that is a division, you know, rival. Right. And Pete, and I'll have some people go, well, why do you talk about Hugh Freeze? I'm like, because people, it's a, it's a tribal split thing. Like you're talking about, man, people jump right in and have an opinion. And you find that to be the case with Sean. It reminds me a little of uh, my alma mater, University of Louisville, when they hired Rick Pitino in the state of Kentucky. I mean, you can imagine oh, what yeah. what that was like, right? Uh, him going to the rival and building up that program. Um, yeah, I, I get it, but uh, I, I find it funny. I find this this same nature, uh, be, you know, human nature, being illustrated in Jimmy Graham when Jimmy Graham played for the Saints. Uh, extremely popular player. And then, you know, when he was traded to Seattle, there was a segment of the fan base that was kind of good ridden. So he was trying to get paid like a wide receiver when he was a tight end. And people tend to paint someone negatively after they move on. It's it's an ugly side, I think, of humanity where there's got to be something wrong with him. Uh, they did the same thing with Brandon Cooks when he got traded that there, that, that there was, that he was a cancer in the locker room. There was a problem. He had a bad attitude. And now he's back, and everyone's got open arms again to Jimmy Graham, and they're loving him. And he got a huge round of applause yesterday when, when he was introduced uh, over the PA system. It's just the tribal nature, especially, I think, in our region. I don't know why, especially in Louisiana. I think we're just so different here. 
that we kind of rebel against the rest of the United States in some ways. But I've noticed it a lot with players and coaches. When they're here, they're all in. And when they're gone, you're part of them. You're no longer part of us. Well, all right, so where are Saints fans gravitate? Who are they gravitating to right now? Like, you, you had these two Hall of Famers for so long who gave them what they never thought that they would have. And that's a consistent winner and a Lombardi trophy. And Sean, for the most part, lived in the playoffs. Dennis Allen is pretty pretty boring, I think. But you may know him and you may think he's a riot or whatever. Now, Derek Carr, I think, is a good player, man. And this schedule looks good. But who are the Saints, like, putting their claws? Who are the fans kind of putting their claws into right now? Jeff? Alvin Kamara is definitely the most popular player on the team. I don't okay. think there's any doubt. I mean, even with his off-field incident and how he handled it, I think he handled it so well PR-wise recently that that kind of eliminated any stain on his uh, popularity. Obviously, Cam Jordan is still a very popular player, but there, there's no one in the universe of, of Drew Brees or even Sean Payton. And I think that's reflected also you know, nationally when you notice – the Saints have very few primetime games this year. Yes. Uh, I can tell you, Bo, like by this time of training camp, we'd have had Peter King in and Jay Glazers and, and those those type of people of the world. None of them have been to Saints camp so far. I mean, the, the profile and Q rating of the New Orleans Saints is way down uh, nationally. And they're going to have to win to kind of get it back. And that's why I think this is such a pivotal season. It is. Okay. Do you agree with me that this is about as best case scenario schedule? The NFC South is down and the AFC South, although it may be trending in a little bit better direction, you know, but it's still not a monster. Uh, how do you see it? I think this is about as good a draw as Dennis Allen could have gotten. 100% agree. I was just talking with my editors about this at the game yesterday. I mean, the convergence of factors that work in the Saints' favor, they have to win this year, though. So, Dennis Allen has to win. It's set up in so many ways. When you look at the Arizona, Atlanta Falcons and Carolina Panthers, where those organizations are at, they're in full-scale transition to young quarterbacks and the rebuild of their rosters. Everything's in front of them in the future. The Saints are all in now, and this this schedule is so easy, even on paper. You know, and I know some things turn out differently once the season starts, but they they avoid all the elite quarterbacks in a league that's built around elite quarterbacks. True. They don't really have to face any of those. Uh, the schedule, the division, the fact that they were able to kind of for, the the fortune of landing Derek Carr. Uh, you know, that those guys just don't become available very often. And you have to give Dennis Allen and Mickey Loomis credit for going out and getting him and paying him and getting him here because if they didn't get Derek Carr, I don't know what plan B was going to be. Uh, but I, I think they have to win this year uh, with not only the fan base. I mean, season tickets were down. I've not been able to report this yet, but it's the first time, I think, since the Breeze-Payton era began in 2006 where season tickets were available. You know, there's always been touted that there's this enormous waiting list of tens of thousands of fans. That's gone. That that, that does not exist anymore. Wow. And I think that shows you the popularity of this team has definitely waned without those two stars around. Wow. Okay. Hey, I've got buddies all around here in the metro area that have season tickets. 
And they talked about that for years as far as wanting to move around and couldn't. I even had a buddy who had a suite and he couldn't get where he yep. wanted to be. Uh, he, he wanted to move. And, and it, when, when Peyton and Breeze were there, it just wasn't happening. You, you make a good point on the quarterbacks, Jeff, and I know you've looked at this. You look at how many outside of the top 15 QBs or rookie inexperienced QBs that they're going to get to play this year. And, I mean, I really think, what do you think, Jeff? I mean, 10 and 7? Got to go 10 and 7? Does that sound about right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think this team could be similar to the first Breeze-Payton team in 06. And if you talk to those guys, they'll tell you that team was not that good. They went 10 and 6 that year. And, and Sean likes to point this out. They got the number two seed in the playoffs at 10 and 6 and got – a, a buy in the playoffs with with a ten and six record. There were years the Saints went thirteen and three and didn't get a, a first round buy. Uh, you know, so they were just fortunate that year. They started three and one. You know, the Gleason block punt. They kind of got off to that emotional start, and then they were about a five hundred team the rest of the year. They really weren't that good. They got a home game in the playoffs, won it against the Eagles, and then pretty much got eliminated pretty easily by the Bears in the NFC Championship game. But they only had to. They only had to play two playoff games. They really weren't that good, but they just kind of ground out wins after the three and one start. And I think this team could be like that. I don't necessarily think this team is any threat to win a Super Bowl or even a threat to 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 the NFC power trio of the 49ers, Eagles, and Cowboys. But I do think they can easily win this division and get in the playoffs. And if you get a home a home game in the playoffs, you can certainly beat anybody in the Superdome. And that would be, I think, considered a very successful season. I sure. think that's all within reach for this team. Uh, tell me where you think the where Chris Alave is trending. We'll we'll follow it up with Michael Thomas and, and what he needs to do. But Alave's first year and didn't have a great quarterback. Derek is a, he may not be elite, but he is a good quarterback. Uh, where do you see uh, Alave's game trending this year, Jeff? I think he's – if Alvin Kamara is not the best player on the offense, it's definitely Chris Olave. I think he's the best player so far we've seen in training camp by far on offense. Uh, he's he's at another level of any other receiver on this team, and uh, he's going to be the number one receiver. If you're a fantasy football player out there, it's not going to be Mike Thomas. It's going to be Chris Olave. He's, he's separated himself. He's taken that second-year leap. He's playing with confidence. He definitely has a connection with Derek Carr. They worked together in the offseason. Olave went out to Vegas and trained with him. Uh, oh, that's there's good. There's trust there. There's a trust there. Michael mm-hmm. Thomas, I know you're going to ask about him, he's still working his way back. I'm writing a column about him this week, I tease that, which will go into detail about where he's at, some of the things he's having to work on, some of the, the bad habits he picked up in this downtime that he's had that they're trying to work through. And it, it's not there. And anybody that thinks Michael Thomas is going to be the guy that, you know, was an all pro bowl receiver and caught a hundred balls and that, that Mike Thomas is gone. He's not going to be that guy again. What I think you need to look for is he still can be a very productive role player in this offense. I, I think, something above maybe what we saw from Larry Fitzgerald in his last few years in Arizona where he uses his talent, his physicality, his smarts 
to make plays and contested catches, but everything is going to be contested with Mike Thomas. He's not going to run by anybody. He never could run by anybody, but after three surgeries on your, on your feet, there's, there's an effect of that. And so it's going to be difficult. And he, he's struggling right now. He's frustrated in practice uh, because he's, he, I think the reality is setting in that this is what he is. And I think he can still continue to get better, but it's not, it's not what I think these breathless social media posts that people were putting out in the first week uh, from the local media core. I, I was looking at that going, am I missing something? Cause what I'm watching is not what I'm seeing on some of these social media posts. Wow. His body's just failed him, right? Well, yeah, there's certain routes where he's not going to be running them. He's not effective anymore, but there are routes, uh, crossing patterns, over routes, you know, slants, things like that where he still can be very effective. He's still a big physical guy, great hands, but I think seeing certain kind of routes where he has to maybe go horizontally, make quick moves side to side, uh, you know, it's very difficult to come back from something like this. And the Saints coaching staff is very shrewd in this area. It's not just Mike Thomas. They know how to employ people to be successful and what they, they play to their strengths. And I think that's what Mike Thomas that was fantastic. Jeff Duncan, thanks so much, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, anytime, Bo. Thanks. NOLA.com. Jeff Duncan. At Jeff Duncan underscore on Twitter. Love catching up with him. Talking Sean Payton. And uh, Sean Payton running hot. And then the Saints. Great opportunity for Dennis Allen. Derek Carr. Alvin Kamara. Alave. Demario Davis to make, at least make the playoffs. Maybe not an NFC championship team, but uh, make the playoffs. We are the Out of Bounds Show. We're driven by your next Nissan Pathfinder. All new body style. Canon Nissan in Jackson. The Nissan Pathfinder and Rogue. Powered by Canon Nissan in Jackson. <laughs> 